welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Kelly Sarlo. We are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thank you guys for being here with us and listening. Um, it's been a lot of fun doing these episodes with all of you guys. We love hearing the feedback. We love hearing that you guys enjoyed certain episodes or um, thought something was really useful or helpful or funny. Like every time you guys give us that feedback, it really, really means a lot to us. So thank you. Thank you for being here. The people who are listening, diehard, listening to every episode. We, we, we appreciate that. Yes, we um, do. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well thank you yourself yeah good no no complaints on my end getting getting ready for the cold weather that's coming in but how lucky have we been uh amazing it's it's been a tease and it's it's felt like an extended summer at some points and uh it's just it's just gonna hurt that much more when the winter hits (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong yeah yeah what's uh what's new in your world well speaking of winter hitting um we're putting our christmas tree up this weekend and this is probably airing in december so that's not going to be maybe that'll be weird for people but it's uh currently november 11th as we're recording today um and it's just something i look forward to every single year always puts me in a good mood and cheerful spirit so i'm i'm looking forward to the quality time of putting the tree up with my mom and my partner uh and then the twinkle lights it's just a nice thing to have this time of year it's interesting what you would consider quality time compared to what I would consider quality time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you held on to? It's like, oh, let's go walk around the shopping mall for two hours together for quality time. Like, that's oh. what putting up a Christmas tree feels like to me. Okay, fair enough. That's, I, I can appreciate that. <laughs> that being said, I love the tree and I love having it around. But the idea of putting up a tree and decorating it is not exciting to me. <laughs> that's fair to each their own, right? <laughs> um, all right. What I have for us today is uh i want to talk about eating the frog okay so if you guys listen to us often you've heard me use this saying because it's a it's an important one for me and um the way that this saying goes is if you have to eat a frog every day you should eat that frog first thing in the morning if you have to eat two frogs every day then you should eat the biggest ugliest one first um, I've, I've hinted to this on podcasts in the past, but I want to talk about the meaning behind this and, uh, also starting our day with a win. So this is Mark Twain's, um, quote, so I'll give credit there, um, where credit's due, but, um, yeah, what it means is if you have something that hangs over your head, we should do it as early as possible. And that's different for different people. Um, but everybody has a place in their health and fitness journey where this exists okay what are your what are your thoughts right off the hop going into this well I like that you brought up that it's going to be different for everyone and I I also want to add in that it's going to be different depending on the time of year it's going to be depending on the goal that you have right so it's not you know I, I we're not asking someone to walk away from this podcast episode and identify your one frog right yeah. that's not the situation I know for myself for example one of my frogs is water 
because the later I do it, the longer I'm up through the night and it's a more fitful night. So eating the frog in the morning to me is getting at least two to three glasses of water in before noon. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and that's nothing for you. I've watched you guzzle water before your coffee. And it's like, I wish that, that I could do it with that much ease. Um, yeah. And I use the water example because I think a lot of people will be like, really? Like mine's my 45 minute workout. Okay, that's cool. Um, it's just the thing, like you said, that's going to hang over you that you tend to want to put off or it feels more impossible as the day goes on. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you said that. And I love how you said that it's not always going to be the same for you throughout your journey, throughout your life. Exercise has never been a struggle for me. Shouldn't say never. In the past, oh, I'm really old now, Kelly. <laughs> I'm older than you, so I don't appreciate that comment. Well, you're really old. Um, in the past, like 14 years, exercise hasn't really been a struggle for me. But cool. as, as a young, younger adult teenager, I did struggle with it for sure. Um, so anyways, that was never my frog. Because I would carve it out, I would sacrifice other things to accommodate exercise. As a young father now, as priorities have shifted over the past five years with my son, it has fallen on the priority list, obviously. I just want to clarify, though, are you now categorizing yourself as young or a father of a young child? A young father. Okay. Not a young person, a okay. young father. <laughs> Shut up, Kelly. <laughs> um, It's changed my priority list around like it does for everybody, obviously, like yeah. family, family has has always been important but it's it's shifted all of the other priorities accordingly exercise has become a bit of a frog for me before emerson i would easily train twice a day most days because it was just like oh i want to do this i get excited by doing this i look forward to doing this it, like so it's not fair to say that other people should feel that way because it's not the case it was something I enjoyed doing any one of us would do things multiple times a day if we enjoyed doing it right and so now that I have other priorities life's really busy like everybody else and um, my priorities have shifted there's days where that hangs over my head I still really love to get into the gym and lift some heavy weights but it's not as easy it's not as convenient it doesn't happen with the level of ease that it used to. So there's definitely periods in my life right now where the frog is my exercise. Yeah. Not always. I definitely go through cycles with this. Life gets busier and less busy and it, it doesn't always maintain as the frog. But right now it is. And the way that I combat that by starting the day with exercise and it's not my ideal exercise. My ideal exercise is getting to the gym and doing a 45-minute strength session. That's that's like, I would love to do that every single day. It's not always possible. Um, so I start the day with 20 minutes of cardio usually, whether that's a walk, run, or a bike ride. Um, that's what I try to start the day with because then I've accomplished enough. If I can get more, it's great. If I can't, I've done enough. Yeah, you're bringing up so many wonderful topics for people to sink their teeth into, right? Like the the idea of what is enough 
mm. um, I think is a whole other a whole other conversation that we could have because you know we talk about people in an all or nothing mindset about well what was my best at this time in my life versus what's my best now and if I'm only doing what Alex is talking about a you know 20 minute walk and then a 15 minute strength session is that enough if it's not my quote unquote best like we're on this sliding scale of our needs and what our ideal situation is and we have to be okay with the fact that it slides let me say this this is a little off topic compared to what we're we're covering today but if you're if you have general health goals which i think most of us do most of us aren't trying to run a triathlon or enter a powerlifting competition or something like that if you have general health goals you want to live longer healthier better have a better body composition that's most of the people listening to this and you can't accomplish that with 100 to a 150 minutes of exercise per week you aren't doing this right okay even even potentially less but i don't i don't want to give you guys a crutch to lean on and i don't want to give you an excuse not to exercise i think it's really important but if you can't accomplish this in less than 150 minutes per week um you you aren't doing you're not doing this right you're putting way too much weight into exercise and you're driving yourself into the ground for no reason. Yeah. So you're, t- you're talking about 20 minutes of purposeful movement each day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And that's why I say enough, right? I'm not right now. I don't have, I'm not training for a competition. I'm not training for, I'm, I'm trying to live a better, healthier lifestyle with a better body composition. Yeah. So if I do 20 minutes every day, that is enough. If I do more, that's great. If I want to do more, that's great. If it energizes me and excites me and I want to do more, that's fine. But I should never feel like I need to do more to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So the other concept I wanted to say and compliment you for bringing up is that this whole idea of an ideal, right? Because we could look at ideals in terms of what we just discussed, which is um, the, you know, the intensity or the amount of time that you're putting into it. But ideal can also be looked at in terms of what do I actually enjoy, right? So if your ideal is the gym in a 45-minute strength session, but what you can do is 20 minutes of a walk or a run with your dog outside, then, you know, we need to be okay again with the sliding scale and not always go into the all or nothing. Well, if I can't do the thing I love the most, mm-hmm. or if I can't do the thing with the same intensity, then I'm, then I'm going to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. like... Sorry, I was going to say, that's why we call it a frog. If it's not the ideal, if it's not the most fun thing that you could be doing for your movement, maybe it is a frog for you at this time of year, right? Um, I know my partner absolutely loves mountain biking and fat biking. And if he's not biking, he's not happy, right? But at certain points in the time of year with seasons changing, biking is not always the most accessible thing. So how do you shift your your mindset from ideal to what's going to benefit me? And totally. how do I want to still contribute to my health? Yeah, so that's that's kind of like what I'm referencing with strength training. Like basically what I try to do is that 20 minutes of cardio before my family wakes up um, because it's easy. I don't have distractions and I've got a clean plate. Um, I wouldn't really be able to fit in an adequate strength training session that time of morning because it would make a lot of noise in my my garage or I'd have to go to a gym and that's going to take too much time. Right. So, so. I don't really look forward to doing cardio. That's why it's a bit of a frog 
I feel really great and accomplished afterwards. So I love it and it's worth doing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I talk about frogs changing in the season too? Yeah. Um, Because this is something like I love being outside in fair weather, let's say. I love paddling. I love being on a lake, right? In a canoe, a kayak, a paddleboard. I love walking. That is something that feels so much fun and accessible to me. And I will get up and do it first thing in the morning. When the weather shifts and it's icier out and conditions aren't as great and the lake isn't accessible, exercise becomes my frog. And I want people to think about that because based on how you can access your ideal, meaning what you enjoy, um, your frog changes. And it's not always about priorities. It's not always about a change in your schedule. Sometimes it's just the accessibility based on time of year. Totally. Yeah. Sometimes it's a poison dart frog. (laughs) Um, So I think this is, this is an important thing to mention here. So I think there's a lot of power in starting our day with a win, starting our day by eating a frog, because the busier our lives are, the, the more full our plates become. We have all of these tasks. We have um, family pulling at us, friends pulling at us, employers pulling at us. Our, as the, the further into your day you go, the more full your plate becomes. When you first wake up, that is the cleanest your plate will be for the rest of the day, for sure. That's the time you have the most control over. It's the time you're least distracted. And, and it's probably the time where you have the most motivation, drive, um, and enthusiasm. It's, it's, I hate to see somebody start the day on anybody else's terms. I think it's really powerful to start the day on your terms. And and I'm going to circle back and clarify on this. So, so I know, I know there's going to be some questions about this, but when we start the day to an alarm to get ready for work, to rush, to get ready for work, you're starting the day on your work terms. When we start the day to our kids coming in to wake us up, we're starting the day on our kids' terms. When we, like any of those examples, we aren't, we aren't starting the day on our terms. Even though you are getting yourself ready for work, you are up and starting your day on work terms. So I love the idea of trying to start the day on our terms, not always possible. So we talk about this power of starting the day with the win of eating the frog. It doesn't have to be the first thing you do in the morning. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it has to be the minute you wake up. If it can, that's awesome. If you can accommodate that, it's not practical for everybody and it's not always going to work. But getting that frog as early in your day as possible is a really powerful tool here. That frog's getting bigger and uglier as the day goes on and your plate gets more and more full. I want to challenge something that you said, and maybe that you'll end up clarifying or we'll just have a a bigger discussion about it. There are many people who will not identify with having the most energy, motivation and drive first thing in the morning. And, And I hope that anyone listening doesn't feel bad about that, right? We wake up tired, we wake up depleted, we wake up sick, we wake up with anxiety, with a lot of different things uh, looming over us for a variety of reasons, some of which are external circumstances, some of which are our mental health, right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is a good time to bring up one of our core concepts or guiding principles. 
which is discipline over motivation. So if you are someone who is listening and thinking, okay, how, you know, I need to eat this frog first thing in the morning, but I don't wake up with energy or motivation. That's okay. That's not required of you to eat the frog, right? We're saying if you can get up and make a conscious decision, like Alex said, to contribute to your schedule, your terms, your life, the motivation doesn't need to be there. The decision and the dedication and discipline can be there. Yeah, you guys know my feelings on motivation. We don't we shouldn't rely on motivation. Motivation's a bonus. It's going to be there sometimes. It's not going to be there sometimes. Like that's I I shouldn't say that every morning I f- wake up feeling motivated because that is not true, right? Nobody's waking up feeling motivated every morning. But I think you with having the least distractions that time of day, you have an upper hand to tackle a task. If you're waking up on other people's terms, like try to wake up five minutes earlier if you can. Yeah. It's not always an option, but try. See how it feels. A lot of people that say they aren't morning people, I don't think have given an honest attempt to being a morning person. I also think there's a misconception about what morning people are. I think non-morning people, I'm putting quotations here, believe that morning people wake up happy and ready and and like are sunshine as soon as they get up and that is not true I've been saying to my partner for years because we're on opposite schedules the first five minutes suck like every morning they suck unless you have a freak morning where you wake up before the alarm goes off and you're like oh that's nice like those first five minutes they're groggy you're stumbling around trying to figure out what day it is or what time of year it is like You just have to be able to say, I'm going to muscle through the first five minutes until that clarity comes. And then I'm going to start my day. I think that's more of what a morning person is and that willingness to start. Agreed. A day that I wake up early and accomplish tasks early leaves me feeling much better than a day that I don't. A day where I choose to sleep in and leave tasks for later in the day. And I think most people would feel the same. I think when people say they aren't morning people, it's exactly what you say, but also you're not going to be a morning person if you make bad life choices. Yeah. If you stay up late, if you don't prioritize sleep, recovery, if you don't prioritize eating well and exercise, mornings are going to be much harder. Yeah. And and on top of that, like it's to become a morning person, let's say, takes time and training. So if you yeah. are someone who religiously stays up till one in the morning, two in the morning, You don't just get to decide, oh, tonight I'm going to go to bed early. Everything will be fine and I'll wake up early tomorrow. Your body still needs time to adjust. It's like training for a 5K or a 10K. Like you got to do it in increments by setting your bedtime back by five or 10 minutes, not three hours and deciding your body's just going to comply. Even like traveling, right? You you, you travel to a different time zone. Like it's not the first day that you get to that time zone that you you adjust. Um. Yeah, if you're if you're not prioritizing recovery and sleep, mornings are always going to suck. If you're eating poorly, you're going to sleep poorly, you're not going to recover properly, mornings are going to suck. Right? If you're not exercising, if you're not burning off energy, you're not going to sleep hard, mornings are going to suck. I will throw in, um, you know, arguing being in your corner here that if you are waking up and choosing to start the day hitting the ground running for someone else, mornings are going to suck. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like, there's lots of mornings where I'm like, oh, my God, I should just hit that snooze button. It would feel so much better. But it's not going to feel better. 
Like it's going to feel better in those five minutes. You're going to regret it later. The mornings where you choose to snooze instead, choose to snooze, damn. The mornings where you choose to snooze instead of going for like a 10 minute walk, like I guarantee later in the day, those extra 10 minutes of sleep won't have done you as much as that 10 minute walk would have. Yeah. And I mean, we're not talking about when you're ill and need the recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, So my challenge for you guys listening to this is try to wake up five minutes earlier than you normally do. That's not a big ask for anybody. I don't care what time you go to bed. I don't care what your lifestyle habits are. I'd love to see you improve all of that, but I'm not asking you to change that. I'm asking you to set your alarm five minutes earlier and pick something that you can do for yourself in your morning routine. It doesn't have to be the minute your alarm clock goes off. I would love for it to be, but it doesn't have to be. You've now freed up five minutes in the insanity of your morning schedule to do something for yourself. If that's have a glass of water and sit for five minutes, perfect. If it's go for a walk, perfect. Read a page of your book, perfect. I don't care what it is. Pick something for you that you can add to your morning routine by waking up five minutes early and see how that feels over time. It's not going to feel good tomorrow. It's going to feel good as you build that discipline and consistency. And once it starts feeling good, decide if you want to up it to 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes or never sleep again. Right. <laughs> all or nothing. I love you, it. You know, when I got, I got to add this quickly. When I was in, when I was younger, I, uh, I came up with the idea that we, we needed much less sleep than we did. So I was training myself to operate off less sleep. So I had spreadsheets of my sleep, and I was trying to slowly wean myself off of sleep to become more efficient. So I was like, um, I was like, um, probably like thirteen. So I was like exercising in the middle of the night and stuff because I thought you could actually train yourself to not need sleep. Don't you love the arrogance? Yeah. And I had full spreadsheets documenting all of this and how I was going to wean myself down to as little as possible over time. (laughs) I have so many questions for your parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was a freak. (laughs) Um. Okay, let's wrap this episode up. <laughs> um, what uh, do, you, do you have a tip for us, Kelly? Sure, I have two. Um, one is just a fun life hack that blew my mind. If you are someone who works on the computer, sends emails, um, creates Instagram or social media posts, if you have a Mac computer keyboard, you can hit control, command, spacebar, and it pulls up all of your emojis and you can search them. This was just like, a game changer for me, especially given what I need to do in a day. Um, Cause if you're not on your phone, you can't necessarily access your emojis that much quicker. Um, but if you're looking to like spruce up your emails and, and communicate a little bit more animated, then this is a hack on your keyboard. Then I've got one for your body. I would say if you can, I know Alex already put out a challenge to you, but one of my tips is to hang out in doorways a little bit more often and just get those pecs into a nice stretch. Uh, get your your arms up at a 90 degree and just elongate those muscles at the front of the body this will be something that counterbalances all of that rounding that we're doing at our desks all day long I love doorways also for calf stretches and for calf raises cool Cool. awesome love it thanks for listening guys I think this is a controversial topic so bring it on 
let us know what you think. Let us know why this isn't going to work for you or why you want to try this. I think uh, all, all conversation is worth having. We're not saying we're always right, even though we are. <laughs> but I want to hear your opinions. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll look forward to talking with you all. Thank you.